Hello, Dr. Jenkins. How are you doing today? I'm awesome. How are you? Great. I'm so glad you could be on the podcast today. Yes, I'm so excited. And I have been looking forward to this podcast. So thank you so much for having me. I want to just start off by you just telling us a little bit about yourself and about some of your endeavors and Played It Healthy and just let our listeners know all about Dr. Jenkins. Yes, indeed. Well, again, thank you so much for having me on the podcast. Um, I love, love, love anything and all things that promote women, um, that promote African-American women, and that promotes, you know, entrepreneurship and just goodness and all the great examples that we have um, in the world. Um, And I definitely love that um, you're a Southerner um, and this is Arkansas. So I I definitely appreciate that. And I love the fact that not only does your podcast reach um, within the state, but it is worldwide. So definitely love and appreciate um, the connection. So about Dr. Tiana Jenkins. So I'm a lot of different things. Um, And so I always tell people um, my area of expertise um, is public health. um, And my specialization within the field of public health um, is healthcare policy and systems. And so I have been um, born and raised here in the great state of Arkansas, all of my schooling um, from the great Philander Smith College, which is an historically black college and university founded in 1877, um, all the way up to the University of Arkansas Fayetteville where I earned my PhD. Um, And so I have been working in the field of public health and healthcare policy for well over 20 years. Um, And so that in itself um, led to a lot of great opportunities working for, working with, and consulting with various public policy leaders um, throughout um, the state of Arkansas, but also throughout the United States, uh, state representatives, um, the presidents of these United States. Um, I've worked for and advised um, at least um, four different presidents and their first ladies on various programs and initiatives that they've had within the field of public health and still do so um, to this day. So that's um, my public health academic kind of career and trajectory. Um, I'm also, um, uh, what we're, we're here talking about today um, in the field of public health, um, I specialize as well in uh, plant-based um, nutrition um, and wellness. So um, if you follow me on Instagram at Dr. Tiana Jenkins, or if you follow me on Facebook at Plated It Healthy, you know that that is a platform that I've established, um, Plated It Healthy with Dr. Tiana Jenkins, where I share Um, wellness tips, wellness strategies, and how you can transition um, to whole food plant-based eating. Um, Some call it in term it is veganism or vegan. Um, And so I share that in my story and my journey of how I've been able to lose over 80 pounds in that process. Um, And um, that's a platform, again, where I share um, recipes, ideas, um, and I'm, you know, on television. And so I do a lot of uh, cooking, period, on television as well as um, on those platforms. And I consult um, currently with businesses and with individuals who are interested in transitioning as well. Okay. Wow, that is such a good resume. (laughs) 
I'll have to ask you some <laughs> more you, questions. You. you have to come back. Okay. Yes, yes, most definitely. Most definitely. Yeah. Yes. So, so, so thinking about that typical woman, you know, um, we're trying to prepare those meals. We're, you know, we mentioned Southern um, recipes earlier, but, you know, just thinking about what would you tell her to do if she wanted to change over some of those recipes to that cleaner diet, how to eat cleaner, more healthier. Because if you think about it, you know, a lot of times we add sugar, we add um, Crisco and things like that. So, you know, just to try to start changing over, what would you tell her if she first would need to do? So, wow. Yeah. So that's a, a pretty heavy uh, loaded question because um, there's so many things that run through my mind. I would say that the first thing um, that you need to do uh, when you're thinking about approaching a healthier lifestyle, right? Um, it's all about mindset. And I know that a lot of times people will say, oh, it's all about mental. It's all about, you know, and that's so cliche, but it's absolutely true. Um, when it comes to your mindset and saying to yourself, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to um, move forward and be as healthy as I can be, not in comparison to anybody else, okay? So I'm going to be as healthy as I can be, not only for myself, but also for my family. Um, as women, and in particular African-American women, I will say that we um, are raised um, in a way that we are always putting everybody else first. Um, and so we don't take the time, in my opinion, and I, you know, I'll make this personal so nobody thinks that I'm targeting them but I personally was not taking the time to care for Tiana first um so that's where I had the downward spiral of you know becoming unhealthy um and you know I have a history of heart disease and diabetes within my family um and just really um seeing um you know things not go the way that it needed to go and you know look here I work in healthcare, so (laughs) I definitely don't need to be out here in these streets (laughs) unhealthy trying to promote health and I'm unhealthy myself um so you know it definitely is mindset first and knowing that you need to take care of you now I will say it's it's a process so when I have individuals come to you know my cooking classes um or if I have you know individuals that I work with um consulting them on behavior change um it's not going to be one class that does it it's not going to be one cooking class that does it right it took you 25 to 30 years um, to um, enjoy all of these behaviors that you got going on. So it's definitely going to take time to undo and or relearn um, the best steps for you to move forward. And a lot of times that involves food. Food is something that we all must have and we enjoy it and it's integrated within our families. And so you really do have to relearn um, or unlearn um, things that you've, you know, learned from maybe your friends, your mom, your grandma, and all these kind of things. And it takes steps. So overnight, you're not going to, if you're interested in transitioning, because I I work with folks who want to do it 100%. um, And then I work with folks who are like, look, I just want to, I don't want to be a um, a, a whole a, per, a plant-based person. I don't want to be a vegan. I just want to integrate some healthier options. And I'm like, cool, okay. So I'm very non-judgmental in that regard because everybody's not there yet, right? Um, and some people don't want to go there. They just want to learn some healthier dishes. And so um, it takes it takes steps because you're used to cooking a certain way and your body is used to eating a certain way. So not only do you have to 
you know, relearn or unlearn those behaviors. There's also the mental step, but food is very addictive. So you also have to retrain your taste buds as well. Right. And I guess that kind of goes into that question of the making that a habit, you know, turning new practices yeah. into habit. You may have to go slowly. And like you said, just incorporate some healthier um, recipes mm-hmm. in our diet to where we can kind of retrain ourselves. Yeah. Yeah, most 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 definitely. And, you know, um, again, it's not going to be overnight. Um, it does take steps. It took me um, I've been plant based for over six years now. And I actually started um, with my youngest, um, who's six years old. Um, and so after I you know, gave birth to her, um, I, you know, I started then and I was what you would call, you know, um, a high risk pregnancy um, you know, in, in the medical uh, sense, um, because I was much older when I had my, my youngest or when we had our youngest daughter. And so I knew then, um, that I needed to change, you know, you know, my, my life and it wasn't just eating either. So I'm a huge supporter and proponent of meditation, um, and, you know, um, de-stressing and decluttering your life from folks and things that, (laughs) irritate you right <laughs> or stress right, you out it's a connection. Um, because it's also part of wellness yeah it's a connection a lot of times when we eat we're eating yes. because of emotional ties a lot of times like yes yes comfort yes food. exactly okay yeah yeah we do yeah and, it, and, it's, and it's easily accessible so as i you know had alluded earlier about my training in public health and healthcare policy it is much easier to eat unhealthy i mean you can go anywhere and just like you know, get your typical overfried, refried, oily bean, whatever. Even the, the vegetables are oily and salted down and, you know, greasy burgers. It You know, it takes a little bit of effort to go find you some quinoa and some tofu that's cooked. You know what I'm saying? Or if you want to <laughs> get a nice, you know, some, some uh, vegan or whole food, plant-based soul food. It takes a little minute, you know, to find it. Right. So really, it's almost like the stores that you choose or maybe mm-hmm. the area of the store that you shop in may even be a factor. Exactly. Exactly. And that's all marketed um, to uh, folks to make the unhealthier option the easier option. Um, and specifically targeted to African-Americans, um, studies have shown that, you know, we are overly targeted foods that are unhealthy mm-hmm. that, that that is that is uh, strategic um for food companies to do that um because we are huge consumers um and, and hopefully and prayerfully that's changing and people are waking up um, to be more producers in the marketplace and less consumers but you know companies food companies they target um specifically um, African-Americans in eating um, unhealthy foods. And it's, it's, it's easier within our communities. If you look within any particular neighborhood, neighborhood when it comes to African-Americans, Latinos, low income, et cetera, um, or even in the rural South, um, food, um, deserts, food scarcity is a real thing. Um, and so the greatest access that, that you have most of the time is to unhealthy food. Thank you for tuning in to Expressions by JT. Continue to listen in on the conversation I have with Dr. Jenkins as she explains what motivates her as far as for making changes in fitness and health. Yeah, 
So my biggest motivation, um, I think it was a, a couple of different things, but I could talk about one thing in particular was when I personally started having, um, uh, I like to say, you know, um, anxiety. Um, so issues, um, which led to a lot of chest pains and, um, which, um, could have led to, you know, heart issues and heart conditions and things like that. Um, and so, you know, as we, we've, you know, previously discussed that, um, women, um, and in particular black women, cause you know, I love to talk about black women specifically. Um, we take on a lot. Um, we deal with a lot of stressors, not only um, working, um, launching, you know, businesses and things of that nature, but we also deal with quite a bit of microaggressions within the marketplace, within the workplace, discrimination, all those kind of things. And so we stress um, and those stressors impact our healthcare outcomes um, as a population and also as individuals. And so, you know, you know, I've do a lot of consulting work, work in a lot of high pace um, uh, areas, um, have my own business, have a family, et cetera. And so, you know, um, just stressing out um, and being overweight at that particular time um, caused me to go to see a specialist, which, uh, a cardiologist. Um, and I was told um, at, in, at my mid thirties that I needed to make some lifestyle changes, um, which included my food, which also included um, my stress levels and things like that. So it was um, a driving factor because I started seeing the signs that, you know, things were not well. Um, within my own family, my father passed um, from a heart attack at the age of 35 years old. And his father, which was my grandfather, passed at an early age within his 60s. So um, that was, you know, already something within my family. Um, and so I did not want um, that to be my case and something that my girls or my husband had to deal with. Right. I totally understand that. I'm sorry for your mm -hmm. loss. Um, I know that um, when we see that, well, that is genetics and that we see that, yeah. you know, the part that our ancestors had certain conditions. I just want to encourage mm -hmm. the listeners to please heed to that. You know, it's so important to know right. your history, your medical history. Mm -hmm. Okay. It is. It is. And I, and I will say too, um, genetics does play a, a role in it. So don't get me wrong with that, but it's the lesser of the two. It is mainly the, the learned behaviors that we have within our communities and within our families. Um, so genetics definitely does play a role. Um, and you're, you know, maybe at a higher, um, uh, uh, you know, incidence or, or prevalence of, you know, ha you know, suffering for some particular chronic disease, but it really is the behaviors um, that, you know, we see in our families and the, or the lack of access to all this, you know, health and wellness and healthcare system. So it really is um, what we call in public health, the social determinants of health, those things that are socially around us um, that drive, you know, these healthcare outcomes. Okay. So what are some of your accomplishments and what were driving factors to achieving them? I mean, I know that you've done so much. You told us about it when we first started, but mm -hmm. you know, this podcast reaches women a lot of times and there could be a woman out there that's really thinking about a career change or someone that's just starting yeah. out. So what were some of your driving factors to achieving all of these accomplishments? Yeah. Yeah. I would say, um, first and foremost, um, as a child, um, I've always had examples of women in my family and men, don't want to leave them out, 
in my family um, who have always, you know, uh, exuded excellence. Now, everybody's not perfect. So I definitely don't want to say that uh, within my family, but there's always been examples of women and men um, in my family pushing forward. So the first and primary uh, factor was, you know, my mother, um, who uh, was first generation um, to graduate um, from her family, um, uh, you know, back long time ago. Um, and so she's, you know, been a huge driving factor and example in my life. My grandmothers, um, who were, you know, driving factors around, um, you know, going forward and, and things of that nature in education um, as well. I also had grandmothers who did not finish, you know, um, high school or college um, and who actually, you know, we're still very, you know, close to the, this day and age, but actually were washed women um, for white families um, and who did not, you know, finish school. So, you know, um, because they had to, you know, take care of their families and things like that. So I would definitely say my family um, and the women um, and the men within my, my family were were driving factors. So that, you know, put a seed in my life that, you know, any and everything is possible. Not easy, but any and everything um, is possible. Other driving factors, of course, and, and you know, includes um, the examples that I saw. Um, I attended a historically Black college and university. So I've always had excellence um, exuded in that way. Um, I shared, um, I graduated with my bachelor's in biology um, from Philanthropist College. And so always had professors around me who were encouraging me, um, telling me that, you know, Black excellence is a thing um, and you can walk and be in it each and every day. So had that example as a driving factor. I would also say the third driving factor, you know, of course, my daughters and my husband who push me each um, and every day, even when mommy's tired or even when mommy entrepreneur is, you know, ex exhausted. And even when I'm, you know, excited, like, and they push me, you know, even further. Um, and I would also say um, mentors as well. So um, right now, um, uh, the, the majority of my mentors are women um, and mentors within the space of philanthropy, um, I have them, uh, mentors within the food, uh, company and, 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 space. I have them there as well, um, which are extremely important for, um, you to have mentors and just not any kind of mentor. You, you specifically need mentors that are within the area that you're interested in and who are doing it. Like they at no holes barred. They are <laughs> making their millions. They, you know, are, you know, out and about and they have learned. So they've put in years and years of experience and, you know, have learned from him and, you know, willing to share it with you. Um, I've been fortunate to have mentors um, in those various spaces, especially, you know, I shared that, you know, we are now um, launching, in addition to Play to Healthy with Dr. Tiana Jenkins, where I have the platform around wellness and plant-based cooking, we've launched um, our food manufacturing whole food um, company, um, which is called Onita Lee Foods and Products, named after my grandmother. Um, and so um, I have um, several mentors within the food production space to help guide me and teach me in this space about having food products that are licensed um, and, you know, approved to be sold within grocery stores. And so we're excited about that. And we'll be launching that uh, really soon um, for our soft launch. But I had to have mentors in that space, too. So mentors are really important.
and I will say, don't get discouraged either. So if you go in spaces, um, you know, your if your interests are in spaces where they're not a lot of uh, black women or Latino women, um, you know, don't don't get discouraged and don't think that you only have to have black and Latino mentors. You know, there are allies um, in other spaces as well that are willing um, to work with you and help you and assist you. But you may be the only person um, within that, you know, area or that interest or that that space. And don't don't get discouraged, but do try your best to find somebody. And it does not have to be anybody within your state. I will say in particular, um, the mentors that um, I have um, uh, within the different areas that I work in, some of them in Ar- are in Arkansas and then some of them are not in Arkansas. Um, and so, you you know, you definitely have to be resourceful and reach out to people. Right. And I, I like how you're saying that we have to be open minded and mm-hmm. we have to kind of seek out our help when we can't find it close to us sometimes. Right. And don't be afraid for people to say, you know, no, I don't have the time because let me tell you, I get more rejections <laughs> in a little bit on different things that I want to do, you know, but that also gives me the fuel to be like, okay, um, I'll just figure it out. Like, so no, does no, the, the response of no doesn't stop me from doing what I'm purposed to do. Right. So if, if God, I'm a, I'm a God girl. So, um, if God puts it in you, if that's your purpose and your passion, it's going to happen. It may not happen right then, but it will happen. Right. It's kind of like that direction. That rejection is God's direction. It sure is. Amen. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So where do you see yourself in 10 years? Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know, changing the world, um, (laughs) leading in the space of um, health and wellness um, and definitely leading in the space of uh, food production around our food products. Um, in 10 years, uh, definitely see myself as a multi-multi-millionaire. Um, and I speak that into existence and put that out in the world. Um, but, you know, definitely, like I said, leading the space within um, plant-based and wellness and uh, food manufacturing. Those are those are two uh, things that I'm wor- I work on every single day. Um, and then just being the best. Uh, role model and figure that I can be not perfect but being the best role model and figure that I can be for you know black and brown girls um growing up I didn't see a lot of those role models publicly of course I had them in my family but I didn't see them like on tv or magazines or people that I could hear like on podcasts and things like that so I definitely see myself also you know being in that space for you know black and brown girls who are like oh okay I can put a food product in the stores or I can launch a food product online or e-commerce or, okay, I can build a platform talking about health and wellness too. So that's also a goal. Right. That is so inspiring. Um, You mentioned cooking classes earlier. Um, How can we participate in those? Yeah, most definitely. So everything um, I always post it. I'm a huge social media person. Um, and look, as COVID is happening, look, all of us gonna continue to have to be (laughs) 
on social media. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, so you can find all the information um, on our website at platedhealthy.com. That's P-L-A-T-E-I-T, healthy, H-E-A-L-T-H-Y.com. And right now we're revamping our website so that you can see all of the things that um, that I do and um, all things moving forward. But um, our online cooking classes will be loading very soon. So you can sign up there. You can also follow me on Instagram at Dr. D-R-T-I-O-N-N-A Jenkins, J-E-N-K-I-N-S um, on Instagram. And so I always post things there as well for people to sign up and to register. Um, and our food products, um, which um, will be um, also, you know, um, showcased on our Instagram as well as on our website. Um, and you can always find me um, on, um, I have, you know, my YouTube channel, which is uh, Tiana Jenkins on YouTube. Okay. And as we close, what type of advice would you give that working mother or just a woman that is trying to set their path the same way, kind of like that you did, or that they have a certain goal to, as far as eating healthy, or mm-hmm. it's a goal just to um, have a well-prepared meal and plan ahead for meals. Like what type of advice would you um, close out mm-hmm. with just to let them know, Hey, here's how you do it. And it can be done. Right. Um, number one, start slow. Don't be overwhelmed. Start small changes. If that is just you adding in fruit in the morning because you are used to having, you know, a McDonald's biscuit, (laughs) you know, start slow. Do not be overwhelmed. Um, That's number one. Number two, um, don't be fearful of change. Fear holds people back not only from healthy eating, but from just starting a podcast reaching goals that you have for starting your own business, applying for a different position or job. So that's number two. You know, anything that you're going to change, fear is going to have to take a back seat. So even with me personally, there are things that, you know, sometimes I'm nervous about, but as they say, you just move through the fear, right? You do it scared. That's what they say, right? You just do it scared. Um, You don't have to be perfect, but you do have to do it. Because nothing gets done without you doing it. Um, Number three, I would say take care of you first. Um, It is always our goal, like to bring everybody along, right? Remove that burden from your shoulders, okay? You take care of you first. And then when you get yourself situated and you learn your ritual and you learn your schedule and you learn what works for you first, then you try to integrate in your, you know, if your circle is your kids or your mom or your family or even a larger platform to try to change the world, you have to be the example first, right? Um, and you don't need to bring on that added stress of trying to take on everybody else in addition to you. Be, be you know, selfish um, or selfish, right? Do, do that because um, if you're not well, if you're not reaching your goals first and you try to take on everybody else, then you're going to burn out. So definitely number one, start slow in whatever you're doing, healthy eating or otherwise. Two, be fearless, right? Do it scared. And number three, take care of you first and then bring others on. 
Okay. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. That was so great. <laughs> thank you. Okay. And if that'll be all, I want you to have a wonderful, blessed day. You too. You too. And again, thank you so much for having me on the podcast. I thoroughly enjoyed it. Okay. Thank you. All right.